chapter 10. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen for his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will flee from him because they do not recognize his voice. Jesus spoke to them using this illustration, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So he said to them again, Truly, truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd, and the sheep are not his own. When he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf pounces on them and scatters the flock. The man runs away because he is a hired servant and is unconcerned for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in as well, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. The reason the Father loves me is that I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Again, there was division among the Jews because of Jesus' message. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and insane. Why would you listen to him? But others replied, These are not the words of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple courts in Solomon's colonnade. So the Jews gathered around him and demanded, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. I already told you, Jesus replied, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify on my behalf, but because you are not my sheep, you refuse to believe. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. At this, the Jews again picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus responded, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, said the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, who are a man, declare yourself to be God. Jesus replied, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? 
if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, then what about the one whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world? How then can you accuse me of blasphemy for stating that I am the Son of God? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I am doing them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works themselves, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. At this they tried again to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had first been baptizing, and he stayed there. Many came to him and said, Although John never performed a sign, everything he said about this man was true, and many in that place believed in Jesus. Chapter 11 At this time, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary, whose brother Lazarus was sick, was to anoint the Lord with perfume and wipe his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So on hearing that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. Rabbi, they replied, the Jews just tried to stone you, and you are going back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? If anyone walks in the daytime, he will not stumble, because he sees by the light of this world. But if anyone walks at night, he will stumble, because he has no light. After he had said this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will get better. They thought that Jesus was talking about actual sleep, but he was speaking about the death of Lazarus. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already spent four days in the tomb. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, a little less than two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them in the loss of their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha replied, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she answered. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who was to come into the world. After Martha had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside to tell her, The teacher is here and is asking for you. And when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. 
When the Jews who were in the house consoling Mary saw how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary came to Jesus and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they answered. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them asked, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus, once again deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, Jesus said. Lord, by now he stinks, said Martha, the sister of the dead man. It has already been four days. Jesus replied, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus lifted his eyes upward and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, so they may believe that you sent me. After Jesus had said this, he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The man who had been dead came out with his hands and feet bound in strips of linen and his face wrapped in a cloth. Unwrap him and let him go, Jesus told them. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and said, What are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. Caiaphas did not say this on his own. Instead, as high priest that year, he was prophesying that Jesus would die for the nation, and not only for the nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to gather them together into one. So from that day on they plotted to kill him. As a result, Jesus no longer went about publicly among the Jews, but he withdrew to a town called Ephraim in an area near the wilderness, and he stayed there with the disciples. Now the Jewish Passover was near, and many people went up from the country to Jerusalem to purify themselves before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus and asking one another as they stood in the temple courts, What do you think? Will he come to the feast at all? But the chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that anyone who knew where he was must report it so that they could arrest him.